0: Hey, everybody, we're back for another Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing we can just cover the whole spectrum of TV in one podcast, but we do it. That is a claim that would survive any empirical looking into. Uh, This week we had uh, an extra special one. We had episode 308 of The Leftovers, (laughs) The Book of Nora, episode 308 of Better Call Saul, Slip, episode 308 of Fargo, Who rules the land of denial? And can I say, as a person with like dyslexia, it's so nice that all the episodes finally (laughs) synced. Yeah, I
1: just
0: there's something really just
1: nice about that. I'm glad that Better Call Saul took a week off because it was constantly, you know, the front runner on the numbering and. I was getting a little annoyed, trying to remember. Oh, is this three hundred seven, three like, hundred
0: six? Like I'm only a couple thousand miles from my car rolling over two hundred and twenty-two thousand two hundred and twenty-two oh, miles, and when satisfying. that happens, it's yeah. going to like full body orgasm. <laughs> right? To something you just- are probably going to crash and die. <laughs> <laughs> it's definite it's definite yeah i just hope the airbags still still work this Uh, is
1: akin to that for sure
0: yeah uh but we had it's also an extra special week because it was the series finale of the leftovers one of our favorite shows um so the question is and and, then so so like you got the, the book the book of nora series finale of The leftovers um Better Castle slip where Jimmy slips again. Uh, Nacho does some really risky pill bottle maneuvers, and Mike digs up something unpleasant in the desert. And Fargo, uh, the Who rules land of denial, where things get mystic, Jewishly mm-hmm. mystic. And uh, who won the week? Oh, you're throwing it to me. Yeah, who won the week? Uh,
1: I mean, by by a mile, by not even not even a city block, but a country mile. For me it's leftovers
0: yeah i feel like the degree like we our unreasonable faith in a newly found faith in the lindelof uh and parada team up made us maybe not even appreciate the degree of difficulty of having a satisfying ending for the show of the leftovers and the fact that they've done it three times now with every season mm-hmm. is incredible like yeah it, and maybe that's the secret because i you know going into mad men going into breaking bad going into justified i had very clear ideas of how i what i wanted to see as fans whereas The leftovers like i had no no idea what i I'd wanted to see and i'm not sure if that's easier or harder mm-hmm. but it wasn't it, it wasn't a sure thing that it would be uh something that would come to a satisfying climax and conclusion but uh i think it did i think uh it did and we spent 2 hours talking about it already Uh. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, I I mean, this show is just, you know, it's inexplicably just so good. So good. I can't can't even tell you what it is necessarily, like, the one thing to narrow it down to that says this is why this show is ten times better than anything else I've seen on TV recently. I,
0: I think it's going to be one of those things like... Like um, Twin Peaks, like Saint, like Hill Street Blues, like uh, Oz, like Lost, even like Sopranos. That people say this is a creative milestone. People twenty like the way Lindelof talks about Lost twenty years on is the way I think people are gonna like. I we didn't know you could do this on television. We didn't know that this is something yeah. that the, like that that like the general public would would swallow something like this that you could tell a story that just is is it's a mystery about emotional truth, not factual plot truth and have it work yeah. out so beautifully and and because you, you everyone gave a shit about it from the guy researching the musical choices to the creators of the show to the writer room to the actors to the people shooting it like just it was just a quality operation and i can't think of any other show that has both devastated and uplifted me over the years as consistently as the leftovers
1: yeah i mean just nothing else engages me the way that the leftovers does
0: so that's one the fact that it felt like the entire time i was watching it this was important television mm-hmm. Is there a little bit of the hipster effect? The fact that this does feel a little bit like a cult, like, like they, they were. I was listening to. I'm sure some people do. Both uh, Chris and Andy and Alan Sepinwall and his new sidekick on their perspective shows were saying it's so weird to see so many critics abuzz, but like in 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 in, in the direct opposition to like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Those mm-hmm. are the private two yeah. big. Like shows that have come kind of wrapped up in the last few years Mm -hmm. where like Twitter was just a wash during the finale night with just everybody talking about it. He's like uh, they, they said that it was weird to only see kind of like our fellow professional TV critics talking about their reviews like there was not a lot of leftovers buzz. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of people watching it. Either. And I, I, sometimes that I, you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of hipster to them that they they like liking a hidden gem that that they can be an evangelist for, and like you know, mm-hmm. I liked it before it was cool, and well, it's just you know you don't get it, and I, I wonder how much of that I don't I I don't seem to be attracted to stuff like that, but the fact <laughs> that it is a smaller, more intimate, but very passionate audience, I thought was a fun was was one of the things that took it over the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like that I could engage with this show uh with with the leftovers on the same level as like the most passionate fans. Because that's certainly not true of like a Game of Thrones, right? There are right. people who are sixty times more passionate than I will ever be yeah. about that show. Yeah. Uh even though I love it, it's yeah. it just yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm not on the, the same books, level as those you haven't people, done right. like where this is for better or worse. Twenty eight episodes of television. It's approachable. Yeah. It's accessible. It's not something you can maybe binge. So but, I felt a stronger connection, definitely, to that that idea, that community. And I also like uh, the fact that like this re- this show kind of blew up for us. Like it 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 got to Walking Dead levels in its final season, traffic wise. It's true. And when yeah. while the last few weeks, especially, was more feedback than I could actually use in the show it was a comfortable amount to read and there was nothing like in game of thrones i oh. like i get an email and i'm like oh i'm going to get 12 of these yeah. because it's every cuz the you know you got 300,000 people listening even if 1% of those people sends in a hot take, mm-hmm. that's still a lot of people having a hot take about the same stuff. Right. But like here, like, these takes were, like, you know, super deeply personal. Yeah. Uh, like, a guy who's survived, like, this, his dad committed suicide two years ago. Mm-hmm. An atheist living in Egypt that, you know, is worried about, like, being uncovered and, and brought up in charges of apostasy, which are a big deal. Um, our, you know, we had a kind of unique relationship with this material too. Like I felt like every single one I got was, even if I didn't have time to read it, like I was a better person for reading it and they were unique and it felt like a, a community. It felt like bald move three or four years ago where I could get my arms around the community right you know whereas like game of thrones is just like a fire hydrant that hits me and I'm like I'm going to try to get you could the, swept down the street yeah, in yeah the I'm going to try I'm, I'm going to hold out my Dixie cup and hope I get a couple drops but yeah. this this and it, it was it was really fun and satisfying
1: I mean uh, all of that makes this final episode feel that much better yeah. because it it sort of encapsulates it you know and and puts this final uh just the final mark on what leftovers is going to be for me and I I think there was really no way, unless The Leftovers just fucked up this last episode and I hated it, that anything yeah. else was going to win
0: this week, because of all of that baggage. Yeah, so. I, I'm and, I, and I'll I'll even go so far as like I'm not even sure this is the best finale of Leftovers. Okay, because I kind of think I could see a case for season. I, two. I kind of think season two because all that stuff was like all the internet, all the the hotel stuff, all that stuff was brand new. The mm-hmm. the, the audaciousness of this was. Uh, they brought it back again and still somehow made it fresh. Yeah, and the Kevin Nora stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. Like that's the thing. Like still, like almost a week out, I'm not quite sure how now. Now there's been like. Have you read a lot of the materials that let? That's going to be my Monday <laughs> because because I I have and there is just some incredible pieces that and interviews with Lindelof that have kind yeah. of really deepened my appreciation and that's where I'm going to be talking the majority of my time on on Tuesday when we give us give it the wrap up treatment. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like it, it's going to be a while before I tell whether season two or season three is the best finale, but. I don't think it has to be the best finale to be considered a great way to wrap up a show. Right. Because this is yeah. the only one that and, and and again, like I talked about on the podcast, some of that is just going to be because I knew it's the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, I was hoping to get more before and expected to get more, where now I just know this is this is absolute finality and there is no room for any sequels or prequels or not this is the end with a capital capital T, capital E. Yeah, and
1: I mean that finale wasn't perfect for me either. Um, I think it still easily wins the week, but I had some very big issues with Lori. Mm. Uh, See, I had and the and way that, that turned out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even despite that, I think it won it by a mile. Not that it's a
0: contest, but I think I like it more than you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, leftovers loves me best. I guess my uh, opinion's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about who won second place. That's because more interesting. I I think it's I think it's Fargo, but not by a country mile. I think it's Fargo by okay. a city block.
1: Okay, because I think I think Fargo, both of which are meant to illustrate
0: long distance, longer than average distances. Well, a country mile is a hell of that lot longer than a city it block. It is, yeah. Um, but I think that. Honestly, I think it would be a country mile, except for that nacho scene where he's trying to swap the pill bottle. That's the one scene that really stands That's out. That's like Hitchcockian. I, it's yeah. been a long time that I've felt that much tension for a fairly minor character, too. Mm-hmm. Like, which, which tells me that as much as I've maybe bitched and moaned about them not developing his plot enough, that uh, the father-son hook they've had in this season uh, really really roped me in, because I was all in on that scene, and I could barely breathe. Yeah. I was scared to death at his character that I didn't really give a shit about. Right. Until the last two or three episodes. I'm with you. I think that scene made the
1: episode for me, and without it, it's not even a particularly great episode yeah. of of Better Call Saul.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought a lot of the gym the, the I appreciate where they're trying to go and I think where they're going is is valid, but I think that they for me did not quite on, on Better Call Saul did not quite hit all the character beats for Jimmy's descent into Saul, which I think is what they're... I mean, surely... We haven't talked about this, but surely at the end of this season we're going to be firmly entrenched in Saul land. There's not going to be... I would think so, they yeah. They surely can't take another, you know, the renewal of Jimmy's good side. Yeah. It feels like things are going in, into a bad place for him. Yeah, definitely. And, and I wish that there was a little bit more... I can't say skill because that uh, that's that's dumb. Like Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan uh, are, are are very skillful in how they tell a story, but their penchant of writing themselves in the corner not always pays off as well as it can. And season two of Better Breaking Bad is a great example of that. A superior mm-hmm. season yeah. of television that, for my money, completely falls the fuck apart in the last two episodes.
1: Right, and I don't have, both, both in this episode of Better Call Saul and with Breaking Bad season two, I don't quite dislike those things as much as you do, although I do see your points on them. Uh, in other I- words, Be- Better Call Saul loves you best. It does, yes. Breaking Bad loves you best. My opinion is better on Better Call Saul. <laughs> uh, but I – so I don't have as much problem, but I I do still think it was just eh, – it was just meh. Like this is more of of the similar things
0: we've been seeing throughout the past couple seasons. And especially – I got as as much – and I know you like this better than me, but like I am really kind of over to five-minute mic montage – like, yeah, I can't like as 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 I, I remember like s- totally being sucked into the guard nose yeah, yeah, and totally being sucked into the sneaker shot. Mm-hmm. And this last him wandering out in the desert with the metal detector. It's like every time they go back to the well. It's like <laughs> I'm less and less fat. Especially it's tedious this week since I had kind of sussed out the secret. Um, yeah, I guess I I don't. I
1: didn't view it as one of those mic montages. It was more it's like just, just a single minutes.
0: shot. Yeah, but it was five. Like, that whole sequence hmm. was five minutes long to tell us something that we already knew. And yeah, then the other thing is, like... So, it's so. like, you could argue the same thing with, like, the body of Drew... Right, um, But that wasn't so much about how they're going to get rid of his body so much as look at the devastation it has brought to everybody <laughs> except for fucking Jesse Plemons' face. Like, look at <laughs> uh-huh. Mike, look at Walt, look at uh, Jesse, look at how this has affected them, look how haunted it is, uh, you know, Dave Porter crushing it on the music. This was just, I'm watching Grandpa out in the desert with the metal detector and, oh, he's going to find a corpse, Wow.
1: Yeah, I just thought there was there was a little more artistry there, I guess. Um I, I like that overhead shot a lot. Yeah, I like Yeah. Uh but so here here's the real problem I have is where do I rank this versus Fargo? Because
0: have I said that I think Fargo? Yeah, I said you it's, did it's, it's, it's by a city block. And I actually now the, the more I'm talking about it, it, might be more of a country mile. Not, yeah, not not. Is there something between it? Not a light like a, year like you were talking about Fargo. It's suburban uh, the leftovers, and I don't even think the leftovers was a light year better than Fargo. Mm-hmm. I just think that y- you're right. There's no way I can get I can put Fargo. First of all, I don't think it's as good objectively. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also like even if it worked, there's no fucking way I'm going to give a show that is rounding into its final two episodes the same heft that I give my favorite show, possibly of all time. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh Wrapping up a very solid season, uh, a superior a superior season, and the show entirely. There's just no way
1: yeah no, I'm with you
0: but and the other thing I think those people find shocking is that in previous seasons, I've loved Fargo, like I loved the first season of Fargo. And then the fishnado happened, and it mm-hmm. left a really sour, fishy flavor in my, uh, that, that that Fargo never really got back until, like, the final two episodes. Yeah. I think the snow, like, the one, like, the snowstorm episode was where, remember that? Yeah, with random numbers. F- and, yep. speaking of Hitchcockian, that was really fucking good. That was. And then it kind of finished strong from there. Second season was just building up into a powerhouse, and then the UFO landed, and I just, like, complete <laughs> I, I felt like yeah, the show shit the bed. Me too. And I checked I kind of pretty much checked out on it. This season we hit the Jewish Purgatory Gehenna bowling alley and I I could tell by the forum threads and by the email that I was getting to people in, were ready for the old man Aaron rant. Yep. About and I just I just ate it up. And I talked that LinkedIn. For good about, reason, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't even know myself. Sometimes like I don't like I don't think it's completely intellectually defensible. I, I did spend a good time defending it on the Fargo podcast. Listen to that if you want to hear it. But, like, I just feel like instead of being just a left turn out of Albuquerque, uh-huh. uh, no disrespect to Better Call Saul, this felt like something the more you picked at it, the more interconnected it was with this season of Fargo as a whole and not right. just a little Easter egg that they teased and then, like, oh, well, yeah, I guess there is a UFO that's going to save the day. Yeah. Um, I I loved it. I love this last episode, def- hmm. both halves of
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I really only liked the last half, but I didn't dislike the first half. It's it's kind of like, yeah. Um, I I guess what I should do is I should take the two halves that were meh, the one half from Fargo and the one half from Better Call Saul, and throw those out <laughs> as, yeah. as equal, and then say which one was better
0: in the things that I liked. Uh, I think you're just judging Nacho versus Emmett's mental breakdown, Nacho wins.
1: And, yeah, I mean, to me it does. I I thought that was an expertly crafted scene. Huh. Uh, And those were really the highlights for me uh, in those two episodes. So, yeah, I I think I I would give it to Better Call Saul um, over Fargo, but they both lose out
0: to the leftovers. Do you think that— But it's
1: real close on those other two.
0: Yeah. I, and the other thing, the only other thing that it's different between this this ron and two seasons ago A-Ron was that I have gone through and seen a lot of the weirder Coen Brothers films that right that uh you know that that, 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 that things used to be kind of weird and left-turn and now I can see like oh this is the source material that they are uh, giving uh I, I guess yeah, I haven't. Seen I any had a of much those, so. narrower because, like, when going into first season of Fargo, I I'd seen Fargo, I'd seen Raising Arizona, I'd seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, I'd seen Big uh, the Big Lebowski. I've seen Burn After Read at the at their most whimsical. None of them were like you know really that crazy. Like, yeah, Raising no. Arizona had the weird biker devil guy, you know, uh, where Brother Where Art Thou. But now that I've seen, you know. Uh, a serious man, and the what is it? The man who knew too much, or the uh, I don't know, like a sh- shit, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Inside, not I've seen. It, I don't like. I haven't liked them all, but like I now see that the Coen Brothers catalog is a lot broader and it has a lot more room for this just kind of nonsensical, crazy. And they like to play with you know, like Eric said in the first season when he did the Fargo file stuff, that yeah. they do like to play with these. You know, not on the nose supernatural things, but the hint of the supernatural that, like, God and the devil seems like they're just in the margins of a lot of this stuff. And yep. I guess I've made my peace with that. Okay. That helps.
1: Yeah. So I guess runner-up and loser for us are different, but the winner
0: is the winner. Yep. And that's the leftovers. Big question is, where does who wins the week go for the final two the episode, The final two weeks? Is it just a mano a mano Fargo versus... I guess so. Better I mean, call Saul. Do we want to because um, 'cause I'm you know, I'm I mean that rounds it out nicely because they both have the same amount of episodes right. left. So I might throw I might throw some of the other stuff I'm watching into the ring. Like I might throw um, you know, Ameri- like I might talk about American gods or Handmaid's Tale or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um in in on that. But uh because of, yeah, it's just like I guess a You know, and then when I I don't, I don't even know what's going on besides Game of Thrones during Game of Thrones season. But this is what I'm what I'm getting at. Yeah, what I'm getting at (laughs) is this isn't going to be a recurring segment. This was like kind of unique. uh, This we kind of did this on the shows the last time. Leftovers, uh, Better Call Saul, and Fargo went head to head. Uh, and yeah, it just pissed people off because it was usually Fargo because they came later in the week, and and Fargo only won one or two weeks, and it was a bummer. Yeah,
1: so they didn't like hearing that they lost. They also didn't want to hear spoilers for
0: other shows sometimes. Right. So like, but better, better, Likes the like the arbitrary ranking of shit, so you can argue about it and, and, sure. and bitch and moan about. It, so that's fun. So I, I, unless something, unless we have another thing like. Where like all this peak television comes to a head and, and does a does a back to back shootout, then yeah. uh, we won't do this. But Bald Move TV will definitely continue to be a thing. Like Cecily and I uh are going to do uh I can't remember if it's like one or two more episodes. I think it's two more episodes of Handmaid's Tale. I have no idea how many episodes of American God. I have no idea where mm-hmm. at what point in the season. I'm just watching that as a as a fan that knows nothing about it and it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it can yeah. be. Like, I'm not doing extra reading. I'm reading what people are saying on the forum threads, but only the non-book spoiler. I definitely want to read the book when it's done, but, like, I'm just, like, just letting that wash over me, and I'm loving the hell out of American Gods. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Unfortunately – uh, oh, I guess the other thing – yeah, I don't want to talk about House of Cards or Orange is the New Black other than well, I'm not – we're not covering either of them this, this year yeah I suppose' this is that's the year where, where we ought to we ought to record um a brief mention of that on their uh the feeds. on their feeds yeah. so people don't sit there and wait for them but uh there yep. we go that is uh that is uh who won the week um if you have i don't know how in the hell you would have gotten this far in a week without being aware of it but uh we have been doing we're doing this push to to do a bald new survey and yeah. I don't have a special link for this one because this is not show specific. But if you go to the show notes for Bald Move Television this week, this episode, there's a link to click on it. And uh, it just takes a couple minutes of your time. It is anonymous. We don't collect your email. Um, it's just a bunch it's a, it's, it's, it's a bunch of ways that we're trying to figure out how we can make Bald Move better, make more people happy. And there's a little bit of demographics there that are anonymized uh, to help us sell advertising. Uh, in the future Uh, and if you could help us out by taking that survey again the link is in the show notes Uh, or if you want to do you know the only reason we're splitting them into different shows is that's a little bit additional metadata because we can split it's the same survey but we can filter the results by which show link you use. So we can see, like try to draw generalizations between the different audiences. And we're going to do that through the rest of the year, better call uh, game of Thrones when it comes out and all our other shows, we're going to have a specialized link and we're going to collect that throughout the rest of 2017. Uh, probably stuff we funnel back into our inter- empire business podcast too. We'll probably have a survey survey says episode of that, where we, re- um, kind of review that for the, the diehards want to know behind the scenes stuff about bald move. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to send in feedback, you can do so, tv at com. Argue about it on the forums, forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, who won the week between the two and maybe some more Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah. that, that will be next week. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Have a good weekend.